is the Hillcrest Duo, taped live and in person in Crest Hill, Illinois, episode number 33. I am your host, Metal John. I'm on Twitter, at Metal John Radio, and joined with me, as always, the other half of the duo, the better half of the duo. No, not really. He's just the other half Superior of the duo. Superior half, I prefer. I am Brad Risto. I am Outsider Brad on Twitter. Superior half. At least I open the podcast better than hello. So I'm cliche. So work on your work on your podcast open. I like for, being, for next week. I like being cliched. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. All right. Well, last week on the podcast we talked Civil War. We saw it. I think we've both seen it maybe one more time. I, I know see, I did. I have seen it again. You have seen it again. And I We're, still love it. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I just want to set up the whole episode. This episode is going to be mostly TV heavy. we got a couple shows to get caught up on. Gotham, The Flash, Fear the Walking Dead, Arrow, still in full season here. Yeah. A couple episodes left Going for each. Late. And uh, we'll we'll be talking a little bit about that. Um, we're also going to tease some upcoming summer podcast specials that we'll have in store for you. We'll tease those a little bit later on. And I've got some news. We've got some news to cover. But before we get to the news, let's talk about Civil War. You saw it a second time. You said you still love it. Of course I do. I still love it. I still think it is a great ride from start to finish. It is one of the best-paced superhero films that I can remember. It starts out with action. You get story, action, story, action, story. Oh, it, it is. It, it's, it really... it's a little paint-by-numbers, but it's exactly what a superhero film should be. Yeah. So in my second viewing, obviously I, I, I looked more for the uh, – I tried to make additional Easter observations eggs. and some Easter eggs. And, of course, I found the Bluth Stare car. Uh, it made a couple of appearances, actually, but uh, I did <laughs> see that, the airport fight scene. But, I, you know, overall, I, I still don't think my opinion's changing. I still felt mostly bored with the good 45 minutes of the movie. And I think I kind of understand why. I think the trailer, and this is the same for Batman versus Superman and a lot of these superhero movies, gave away too much. We knew, we knew that this was going to lead to a big fight scene yes. between the two sides at the airport. So I felt like... I'm spending the first 45 minutes of the movie waiting for that scene to happen. Just like in Batman versus Superman, you wait for them to team up and fight, you know, Doomsday. Doomsday. Which takes much longer in that movie. It does. It does. Um, You know, I I, I think in my second viewing, I appreciated that. Uh, Tony Stark and and Peter Parker uh, scene at the at the apartment. I thought it was more fun. I think the first time I was just kind of watching it, like waiting for something to happen, and and not really taking right. in all the dialogue being spoken. And this time I was like taking in all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I was laughing more. I will say this: I did laugh more the second time than I did the first time. And that to me, you just hit the a nail on the head for why I feel this movie is superior to Batman versus Superman is. It actually has an air of frivolity. It's lighter. It ha- yeah. It's able to be dark and somber while having the lightness of great just humor at yeah. parts. Batman versus Superman didn't have that, except for the creepy Jolly Rancher scene. Yeah. <laughs> Here, have a Jolly Rancher. Oh. Yeah. He might as well have done that because that was creepy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know I'm impartial because I'm a big, big Batman fan. Well, um, but I, I don't, I don't. No, compl- you aren't impartial. You are biased. <laughs> Do not try and sneak that in there, <laughs> Senator Genota. But hey, I go see the Marvel movies. I, I, I do enjoy them. I mean, but there's people out there, Brad, that have said 
that this is the best comic book movie ever. Do you agree? I don't think it's the best comic book movie ever. I think it's the best superhero team-up movie ever. I think it's better than The Avengers is, and I think it's um, a world's better than Batman versus I, I'm with you on that. I think it's better than both Avenger movies. But in my opinion, my top two favorite Marvel movies from from this from from the Avengers MCU. side is number one is Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, the original, the movie that started all of this, the really, original, the, the, the OG MCU film. I mean, great movie, great soundtrack, great action, like everything about that movie was awesome. Yes, my number two, Winter Soldier. I can... and and I think that that's another reason why I'm I'm not on that bandwagon with. This movie, because it's following up Winter Soldier, sort of like when Dark Knight Rises followed up the Dark Knight, which clearly I think almost everybody would say that was the best superhero movie ever. Well, let's face it. But Dark Knight Rises followed that up and didn't live up to that expectation. And to me, that's how I feel about this movie. It didn't live up to Winter Soldier. You might have just set the standards too high, and I understand one of your issues is it might have too many superheroes, but... On the same regard, I said this last week, if the other heroes aren't there, you're like, well, why aren't they there? What um, contrived reason are they saying that Black Widow isn't showing up, that so-and-so isn't showing up? They are in a damned-if-they-do, damned-if-they-don't situation with the world they have set up. Agree. And you you could look back on this movie a second time, and maybe you'll agree with me here. I think you don't even need Black Widow in this movie. She really didn't play any key role. Not really. Um, And Vision... Didn't need to be in the movie, and that scene between Vision and Witch, yes, the, seemed to take up way too much screen no, time the, with the, her the, at the house. The storyline between Vision and Scarlet Witch did take up too much time. I realized they want to build up to event. That's Avengers I went to the Infinity bathroom World. during that scene actually on my but second the, viewing. <laughs> but the, but those scenes were not necessary. But then again, without those scenes, we wouldn't have had um Hawkeye show up and be awesome. Because um because uh, Jeremy Rayner is awesome when he shows up to t- um come get Scarlet Witch. Yeah. You know what scene I would have liked to have seen if I could add, if I could add a scene into the movie. What's Here's that? a scene I want to add. I want to add the scene where Widow and Hawkeye recruit Ant-Man. That would have been a good one too. Because because when you think about it, and I, I mean, know he exa- just he's in the back of the van, yeah. he's sleeping, but I'm just wondering myself, I'm like, man, because we both agree that Ant-Man was one of the top 2 or 3 yes. best things about this movie. So, if they would have had a scene that would have been a great after credit scene. Instead of saying something about the future, the after credit scene be here's us going to recruit him, and and, and it could have been I like th- it could have been it could have been the the greatest after credit scene ever. Do you know where? And I know exactly where he would have been. CD bar. <laughs> He's just drinking at the bar. It's like, hey, we Bob. need you. Well, who needs me? Captain America needs you. Don't lie to me. <laughs> No, seriously, he needs you. Here's here's the text message. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, know. But first of all, like, wh- whatever. And what's with his head? And who are you? Aren't you too young to be here? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, And then she does been... her creepy powers, and then she's like, okay, then. <laughs> Off we go. All right. Do let's... you have any Ambien? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, let's get into some news. Sleeping I, and. I'm going to start off with another Easter egg. Uh, credit to a Reddit user for finding this. Reddit users. I yep. love them. But uh, during the scene where Hydra was gearing up to eliminate potential threats with their weaponized helicarriers, a list of names hits the computer screen. Yeah. And there's a few particular names that are very interesting. And we're giving all the credit to Chris Evans for all these because Chris Evans is a big New England Patriots fan. 
So the names oh, on no. the screen are Thomas Brody, Julian Edelman, <laughs> Danny Emmenden, and of course those are plays on Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, yes. and Danny Amendola. His so, um his rivalry with um uh Pratt from uh Guardians of the Galaxy is yeah, awesome. Chris Pratt, yeah. So yeah, that's uh that was kind of cool. Anyways, um big news today. Before we started yes, the podcast. News today. today is indeed Thursday, May 12th. Earlier today, news broke. Go ahead, Metal, take it. Supergirl is renewed for Season 2 and moving to the CW. You see, part of me thinks this could be really cool because part of me says, okay, they're not on different networks anymore. You can break down that wall and have Supergirl be in the same universe as Arrow, same universe as Flash for Season 3. For, for season two, for season three of Flash. A little icing on the cake here, Brad. I don't know if you saw this, but this was on Twitter. I looked at it right before we started taping. Filming is moving from L.A. to Vancouver, which, which is the is same city, city where they film Flash. Flash. Oh, this could, be it. this could be it because you break down. You can definitely write a storyline that the walls between realities break down. And then you have Supergirl in the same reality as Arrow and Flash. Oh, this could be fun. I am Hercules, Hercules, yay! Uh, I, I think this is a good move for the show because it allows the show to maybe be a little bit more edgier as well. Yeah. Just like Arrow. I mean, Arrow and Flash are pretty violent shows. And they, and, they and really, Supergirl didn't have a lot of violence yes. in it. I think CBS wanted supergirl to be a family show yeah and and it kind of had a little bit of start to that but as the season went on you know a lot of the aliens and you know and and just it it didn't have that family touch to it Mm -hmm. it was a clean show oh yeah it was a well-written show well-acted show it just didn't have that i don't think there's any good family shows on tv to be honest with you what about house no i was that's not even on tv i'm talking about a network show where the family sits Ah. around the couch and watches it not watching on netflix good point yeah there isn't any but when i was like when we were kids there was a lot of those shows i mean home improvement was a family show right the only boy meets world step by step those are some of my favorites girl meets world but um uh, regardless of that the only downside to this movie anyways the only downside to this move is obviously moving from a CBS production budget down to CW production budget could hurt. Well, that's the another reason why they moved to Vancouver. They were filming in LA. Now that they're in Vancouver, well, they might be able to double up because the production company that makes obviously the, the company that makes um the Flash that makes um Arrow also produces Supergirl, so they might be able to double up some here and make, save some money. Anyways, well, this is huge news because um there was a lot of people fearing that this show is going to get canceled and um it's good that you know it's getting moved to cw yeah well which, i was i mean cw is basically the superhero channel anyways at least dc's superhero channel yeah so uh, that's i mean that's a good move other news today trailer teaser trailer dropped for assassin's creed which is coming out december 21st starting starring michael, michael fassbender, fassbender. marion clotaud also, Talia Agul, for those mm-hmm. of you who didn't know. Jeremy Irons, Alfred, uh, Brendan Gleeson, and Michael K. Williams. Good uh, names, but the trailer gives me cause for concern, as it would, you know, any movie based off a video game. Yeah, I mean, it Mortal Kombat a, was awesome. Yeah, but so <laughs> little dialogue for... I know you've never played the Assassin's Creed game. The story is kind of... 
completely and utterly insane. It's assassins taking on Templars, basically, and they use a, for lack of a better word, virtual reality video game device to um, uh, see a person's ancestors' memories. The Animus. And in the video games, you play um, Desmond Miles, voiced by Nolan North, who pretty much any video game you play now, you hear his voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's about trying to prevent the end of the world. And you um, go into, for him at least, two different ones. And and, and I'm going to give complete spoilers for games. Do that, it. For a game that I think is three years old with a set, um, the Assassin's Creed games. He ends up dying and then you end up, the um, Animus Corporation becomes a separate corporation looking at de- people with different memories. This looks to be like a completely original story, but the lack of dialogue gives me gives me cause for concern, but... Maybe they were just trying to show us the action set pieces, but... See, and that's where I was actually impressed. I thought the action set pieces actually looked good. Well, they were true to the game. I will give them that, but I'm just hoping there's more to it than just all action set pieces. I am Well, they, more... did, go, they did go and get some pretty well-known actors. Yes, and high-end I mean, usually with the actors. video game movies, when you go and you cast nobodies, yeah. and you don't really put a lot of advertising marketing, and... It's you don't a, release it in December. You release it in the springtime. That's usually the bad thing. The fact that this is going to be a Christmas movie, pretty much, coming out December yeah. 21st, tells me that the studio's got a lot of high hopes that this is going to be a hit. Well, this could be like a 300-level type movie where maybe there's a there's a niche audience for it, but oh, that yeah. niche audience is big. Yeah, I mean, basically in Assassin's Creed, you're playing as medieval-era um, Batman who has no qualms about killing people. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to get an R rating. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical, but I'm guarded, and that can easily change with a good trailer. But right now, I'm a little skeptical, but we'll see. You've given me a little more hope because obviously I forgot it was a December release, but let's see what they do going forward. This was just the first trailer. All right. Well, we do got some TV shows to cover. Um, we got Arrow and Flash coming up, but before we get to those two, oh, we're also going to talk Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, we're going to save Fear the Walking Dead for last. But uh, okay. before we get to Flash and Arrow, let's start off with Gotham, which just aired a couple nights ago. Season 2, Episode 20, Unleashed. Unleashed. And, and um, things gone happen on that episode. Yeah, I mean, this kind of ties in a little bit to Supergirl because Arkham, to me, seems a lot like the D.E.O., very easy for anybody to get in, very yeah. easy for anybody to get out, not very secure. <laughs> I mean, the air ducts, I, I mean, really, are all prison air duct systems like that? Apparently, at least in this case. It's I mean, like everybody escapes through the air ducts. We actually taped this podcast in Crest Hill about a good four miles to the to the east of us is Stateville penitentiary yes a big prison thank thank god they've got security there because i mean if that was like arkham or the deo over there we or do they did someone escape maybe we did (laughs) well that would explain a lot but anyway so yeah arkham's pretty easy for anybody to break into break into apparently it seems to be a little harder to break out i'll give them credit for that I mean, it takes a pretty good um, master plan from Theo Galvin. Obviously, Nigma couldn't pull it off on his first try. But we'll see what happens on his second and third tries. Yep. Selena Kyle got a makeover. Yeah, that, that kind of surprised me. That like, kind of threw me off. I was like, wait, why does she have straight hair now? Yeah, well, where's her curly hair, damn it? Like, did she... Like... Makeover! Mm. 
She get her nails did, her hair did. N- hairs, nails, wax. You had the thing where you tear them, uh, the things off your legs, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Obviously, I've never pampered myself. <laughs> and, and this show, really, this whole season, which has been like Wrath of the Villains, Rise of the Villains. Rise of the Villains and Wrath of the Villains. And it, there's doing the villain check right now. We got Firefly makes her return. Yes, I made the cheap joke. Things are about to heat up. Ha, 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 ha. Victor Fries, a.k.a. Mr. Freeze, he's out in the world. He's somewheres. Hugo Strange is creating these villains. For some odd reason. No one knows why. We saw Tabitha get stabbed, but we all know she's not dead. She's eventually going to be Tigress. Yeah, she survived, obviously. And And then I guess one of the questions I got for you, Brad, though, is Barbara. Is Barbara going to become a villain or... Is she actually going to become a good person? Are we going to see the storyline that we all know and love where she gets back together with Jim and they have a baby? Well, I don't know because I've been kind of firm that I think this is um, an Elseworld version of um, the DC Universe. So it's six and one in Pick'em. I think they might um, uh, be bold and just make her a villain. I don't think this is the um, uh, universe of Gotham we know and love from the Batman comics. I mean, for, I mean but for the most, most of these characters, it is. It's just, you know, some of these characters, it's not. Right, um, but they could, I mean, part of me th- says I'd love to see them be bold, do something different, but I think that the, uh, reprisal from the nerd rage would be too great for them to do that, and Barbara will eventually get back together with Jim, and they'll be a one happy family and have a kid named Barbara who will go on to be Batgirl, and Batman will show up, and all sorts of other things. All right, let's talk about how... Badass that ending was. Okay. Oh, you mean the, the other um, cheap joke Boom. I made? <laughs> what an explosive ending to Gotham. Aha, uh-huh, uh-huh. Not sorry. Yeah. Bad puns are that the was best just, puns. I mean, talk about a scene that was so cliche where, yes. where Azrael's got Bruce Wayne. He's got the whip around his neck. He's about to stab him with the sword. And, oh, Jim Gordon just happens to walk into pop, the perfect pop, moment. Pop, 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 pop. Pops him with a couple of bullets. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't do anything for him. And then you're like, all right, what else is going to happen? And then all of a sudden you see the penguin. And you're like, oh, that's right, penguin. Penguin, penguin wants, wants his revenge, revenge on him too. Jinx. And And then I'm thinking, all right, what is penguin going to do here? And and it just was one of the, like, one thing that you just really didn't see coming. And it was genius. Where he's yeah. like, I'm going to do what you guys. Brute force <laughs> can work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Butch comes around the corner with the grenade launcher. RPG. And just blows him into pieces. And there's chunks of him all over the ground. Let's see you Deadpool your way out of this one, Theo. Yeah, I mean, kaboom. And then I loved how after he blew him up that they were both like, all right, guys, we'll see you later. And Alfred kind of gives that awkward bye. Bye. I was uh, I thought it was an awesome. Oh, ending. it was an awesome ending, but you know, it was a well, everything. All right, put on that, was, put that one back together, Hugo. Yeah, put him back together now. But everything up into that was kind of um just boring, except for what was going on with Nigma as he tried to escape from Arkham. As he realized when he went down into the secret facility, okay, I might have bitten off more than I can chew. Time for me to get the f out of here. <laughs> yeah. And we've only got a couple episodes left of the season, yeah. and I'm still expecting Fish to make a return. Well, um, This think, almost seems to be perfect yeah. timing for it here coming up next week. Yeah, it's about perfect timing, and 
you know what? Since um, the people who listen to this, no doubt, have seen coming up next week on Gotham. She, she appears in the the trailer. When she when she'll appear in the episode, no one knows because it could be at the beginning, could be at the very end. You know how they love to tease us. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And, uh, of course, uh, on this podcast here, coming up a little bit later on, we'll cover um, Fear of the Walking Dead. And but first, we're going to talk The Flash. Season 2. I want to do this. Episode 21, The Runaway Dinosaur. Oh, episode directed so... by Kevin Smith. Yes, this episode was fun and very poignant and on point. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of catch you up, because it's been a few weeks since we talked The Flash. So we saw Barry lose his speed. We saw Barry Give die. Give up his speed. We saw Barry die. Die and now, in parentheses. And now this week, uh, he's back and he has a speed, so all is well with the world. Yeah. So, but he, I'm um, in this episode. Obviously, he, I guess, in a metaphysical sense, met the speed force and actually talked to it. And it was all in man. They love to kick up the emotion in this show. Well, yes. That, it doesn't get to a, me. I don't. Does it, get emotion- to you? does it get to you, Brad? It does a little. A very emotional episode as. Basically, the crux of this episode was Barry had to actually make peace with that. For him to be the Flash, he has to accept his mother's death. And you can't his raise on Detra. You, you can't keep. You can't do anything to change the past. Yes, he has to accept it and know that he has to go out there and help people. And it was a great, strong, and powerful moment when he finally made that acceptance and moved on and took out Gerger, who was. Not really a good villain, even though he was zombie girder. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Earth. So Earth. on Earth, they think Barry's dead, and it mm-hmm. wasn't very sincere. <laughs> they were just <laughs> like, oh, oops. Oops, we did it again. Sorry, uh, Barry's dead. Yeah, and Iris didn't have much of Oh, a look, a zombie metahuman. <laughs> zombie metahuman time to <laughs> this run. This will take our mind off of dead Barry. Yes. Obviously, I'm a... Uh... And this, Harry, and, Harry's yeah. daughter is in a coma. Wally obviously also has the speed force somewhere in him, but not yet tapped. I mean, everyone knows that's coming. You don't need to um, uh, toy with us like this. Stop being a speed tease. Yeah. How do you think? I mean, I'm just wondering how this show is going to. Is this show setting up to end with a final, like, Flash versus Zoom showdown? It certainly looks that way. And when you saw that at the end of the episode, Zoom talking to his. Legion of villains. You well, saw how many were there. You're like, Barry can't take all these on himself. Are we going to get to see Cisco um, uh, use his powers actually offensively? Are we going to see Jesse? Are we going to see Wally um, join the fight as speedsters? Yeah. Well, and and the big question too is with Caitlyn, where uh, he he Zoom gives Caitlyn an ultimatum. Yeah. Why would you know, she you, even you, do that? I mean, she really, they really have not earned her turning evil and staying there. Yeah. They have not earned that at all yet. Well, I think it's possible that she could be staying and trying to, like, get information to try to help Team Flash. I, I hope so, but... That's at I, least what I'm thinking is happening. I hope so, but if she... They said if she stays, that means he's she's accepted him as blah, blah, blah. They really haven't earned her having any kind of Stockholm Syndrome, if that's the case, or if she's just turned evil. They have not earned either scenario. The only scenario that they have earned is that one, the one that you described about her using her situation to mine uh, information. But I just don't think they're going to do that because they already did that 
an episode or two ago when they uh, she sent the information to Team Flash. Yeah. I just don't. I think we're going to be sorely disappointed. But with all of these, with all these metahumans that he has, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to envision how he releases them all into Earth. Yeah, and and how does Team Flash stop all of them at the same time? Yes, and also <laughs> I I've asked this before. Why is Barry the only good person other than Plastique and I suppose Cisco that got powers? Every other person who got powers from that particle generator seems to be kind of a dick. Yep. Oh, I have these powers. Should I help people or use these powers for my own advantage? My own advantage. <laughs> yeah, and how does Wells not get anything? Yeah, Wells got kind of gypped, but technically... Because he, he's got, you know, he's got metahuman in his DNA. I mean, he was he was the reverse Flash. Well, that was um, uh, Eobard Thawne. Well, I mean, uh, it, you know, um, he was the other Flash. The Flash that killed his mom originally. That was Eddie Thawne. Yeah. The Eobard Thawne, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It, it, gets confu- it's, well, it can get confusing with the, oh, so many But I'm saying he's got, a, he's got some metahuman in his DNA, so why would Maybe, this... but... Well, he's also from a different Earth, blah, 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 Ugh. blah, blah. You're from a different Earth. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about you. the sister show, Arrow. Uh, we're on season four of that show. Yeah, Monument and... Point, episode 21. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's talk about the uh, She's Stuck in a Twilight Zone episode. Yep. This reminded me of my favorite Twilight Zone episode ever. Which is? Stop Over in a Quiet Town. Great episode about a couple that just wakes up and they're in a town all by themselves. Everything's fake. Yeah. And they keep hearing a little laugh. And <laughs> the way the episode plays out is they're actually kidnapped by aliens and they're put like in a little like almost Petri like an dish. aquarium right of a town and that's what they're living in and like the girl alien is the one that's laughing at them as they're walking around in a little town anyways my favorite twilight zone ever episode nice. ever stop over in a quiet town so thea's stuck in the twilight zone yep she's in the dome with merlin now with merlin and we find out that this is all part of the genesis it's where they're gonna repopulate zone. the world by putting up people select number of people in this dome while they just nuke the rest of the world. By Sounds the like a genius idea. Oh, I love it, because I'm in there. Sorry, Metal. At least part of the duo is in there. Yay, but regardless... I'll just watch the world burn from out here. Oh, well, well, here it comes. But luckily, Laurel... Not Laurel. <laughs> Snow... Oh, gosh, I'm not thinking... I just of... like how Malcolm Felicity. is such... M- Malcolm is such a follower. You ever yeah. notice about him? It's like, he would have never came up with this idea, but it was no. Dark's idea. It was Hive's idea. They want to... They want to. They want to watch the. They want to basically destroy the world and start over. And Malcolm's mm-hmm. like, "That sounds like a great idea." That, that sounds needs, like a great idea. Plus, you happen. gave me this nice hand. Thank you. Yeah, this needs to happen. He's such a follower. But Felicity, you know, and her father saved the most. The of calculator. The, world. the calculator. <laughs> oh, worst villain name ever. Damn it, Cisco. Where the f are you today? Get those names. You need to have a naming service. But Felicity and her father, the calculator, stop. Most of the nukes, 99.9999% of the nukes. The problem is that .0001, it hits a small town. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> it was a nice twist that a nuke did hit. Well, I kind of saw it but coming. But I, 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 the, 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 I couldn't help but laugh at after it hit 
when everybody kind of looked at each other and like, so and, and, somebody, and somebody was like, oh, well, it's tens of thousands versus millions. Yeah. Oh, well, that, oh, that well, just that makes, makes so much it, more sense then. That makes it better. Don't worry. It's all good. And then they go find Damien Dark. He was in one of his, well, one of the generation pods where he can soak up the souls and become more powerful. Uh, and that's where we are now. They're about to take on Damien. I just felt Let me ask that, you this question, though. Yeah. About this episode. Go ahead. Where was the Flash? You know, that's the problem. We, we um, addressed this with the Avengers, and we that's pro- part of the problem with these shared universes is whenever you see that, you're like, well, where's this other guy? We've said this about Supergirl as well. Well, where the F is Superman? Where the F is Flash? No matter what you do, you're kind of, da- once again, you're damned if you do, damned mm. if you don't. But, mm. you know, yes, a nuke, you'd kind of think, like, we could, should probably call ooh, Barry ooh, in. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got a thought. I got a thought. I got a thought. This just popped in there as you were on that rant. Yeah. Now that Supergirl's on the CW. Yeah. I wonder if what's his name from Smallville will play Superman. Well, you know what? They could definitely ooh. do that. I mean, since they're um, completely saying it's its own universe and not the um, uh, movie universe, they could definitely do that and say, fine, it's the CW almost um, super. I think we could see other Smallville characters make appearances in Supergirl. Just well, that would that be nice. There. Anyways, he didn't mean to get I off mean, topic. It was just a random thought. I mean, he's not doing anything, obviously, Tom Wheeling. Yeah, just a random thought. But that would be yeah, great. But yeah, the Flash, you would think in this situation, nukes about to hit all over the Earth, presidents involved in it. You would think that whatever the Flash was doing, you know, saving a kitten from a tree or something, yeah. that he'd be like, uh... I need to go help. And it's not like he's got to get on an airplane and fly. No, he I mean, he could be there in like 10 seconds. Because he's the Flash. Yeah. And not to mention, too, as this nuke's about to, as, as it's approaching, he could have went in that town and probably cleared a lot of people out of that town. Oh, yeah. I mean, all they had to do was say, okay, it's going to go to this town. Okay, I'll go be, be right there. Boom, 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 boom. Done. Everyone's gone. Damien loses. Ha, 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 ha. We win. Let's what if somebody was like, hey, where's Barry Allen? Let me try to get in touch with him. Hey, Cisco, where's Barry at? Uh, he's actually uh, dead. <laughs> oh, that could have been. Oh, yeah, that's it. He was dead. He's dead right now, um, and he, we're, we've got a zombie. This isn't a good time, Felicity. We're trying to fight a zombie metahuman in the basement, and Barry's dead. What's going on? Oh, uh, well, we're just – Earth is being nuked, and we can use well, his help sorry. right now. Sorry. Sorry. Can't help you. Well, Click. I got a bad signal here. Bye. Oh, I only got one. Barry. Oh, well. But, no, it was just sort of felt like a fil- most of the episode was filler to get to the nuke where everything gets blowed up and Damien gets stronger. That was all the episode was. Filler as they um set up their um uh, final few episodes. But, you know, it looks like it could be a thrilling conclusion. Yep. All right. Um, the and walking- that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Ugh, I don't the know. Walking no, dead. This is like having to have my teeth pulled. Me too. Dude. This show, Fear the Walking Dead, has gotten it's like bad. They're t- I realize they're trying to do a more cerebral zombie show, dude. And we're only five episodes. And the prob the problem is, well, it's all they're being trying to be a bit too cerebral. And the other problem is, I think you're probably not going to agree with me. I think it's zombie saturation. Just too many zombie things. You have eye zombie. You have uh, fear. You have the regular Walking Dead. You have um. Uh, you had fear and prejudice and zombies. You had the um, the Boy Scouts Guide to Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. Great movie, by the way. Just zombies everywhere, and it's just you know, well, like with vampires, just getting a little well. Cliche. And it's not it's not like this show has a lot of zombies in it, though. 
This show's two. actually got probably less zombies than than The Walking Dead. And what did I say before this season started? To 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 I don't separate remember. itself to separate itself from the from The Walking Dead is to do they got to do everything opposite. They got to have maybe more action, more character deaths, more you know don't 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 make us fall in love with the character and and stick with them. Kill them. You know, I, I you've got this they, recent episode where you've got Travis being held captive, uh, Alicia sort of being held captive. A lot of our characters are being held captive by these pirate kids, and I, I'm just thinking to myself, home, I'm like, how gra- home, how great would this off. be right now if one of these guys just put a bullet in Travis's head? You yeah, kill off, you kill off the guy that you set the show up to be following. Then it just opens up new doors for anything. I I. I feel like this show needed to do that, and it's not. Instead, we just spent the last three weeks on this stupid boat, right? That's going nowhere, and they got themselves they got themselves into a situation where now somebody right. c- captured a couple of their guys, and now a few of them are trying to fight to get the guys back. Meanwhile, we're not seeing any zombies. Right? We're not. We don't know what's going on on land. Yep. The world's falling apart, and these guys are on their own little world right, right. now. But I, I'm not disappointed about not seeing zombies. I'm fine if you want to tell a story that doesn't have a lot of zombies in it. Just tell but, the story. But give us an interesting story. Give us some twists. Give us give us some, some oh shit moments. How you know, do some of that. How about this? I mean, it's about the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. How about giving us how the zombie um, uh, virus got That's started? I mean, I see looting. Or how the zombie riots. virus got started. Tell us about patient zero. Yeah. Do a whole story arc about Patient Zero and all that, and they, they're looking for a cure, which we know they won't get, but give us false hope. Yep. And then take it away like Zoom did to the people of um, Earth 2. I mean, I feel like this whole season is just – we're going to spend – Pointless. We're going to spend the rest of the season on this stupid boat that's eventually going to make its way down to Mexico or wherever it's going – and it's going to just lead to nothing. And and it's not going to give us a cliffhanger. It's not going to give us any big character deaths. It's not going to have any plot twists. Right. It's going to be boring, and that's exactly how it's been all season. And I know you're done watching I, it. I've tapped out. I, 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 I mean, I've got Game of Thrones that's on at the same exact time. So I'm probably still going to watch Game of Thrones live. I'm going to DVR Fear the Walking Dead. I'll put it on until I nod off, and then I'll probably delete it. But... I'll keep watching a little bit. I'll keep you posted if anything cool happens. But for now, I'm a guy in the, the, a Bret Hart sharpshooter. I'm tapping out. I'm in the sharpshooter. I'm not. I'm not gonna fight it. Tap out. Uh, but um, I will say this though. Uh, quick update on Bates Motel. Spoilers. Bates Motel. Uh, pretty awesome episode this past week. Really? Um, I never got into that one. Oh, it's good. Um. Because you get a lot of like Norman's, you know, um, Norman's psychosis. I guess you psychosis. Psychosis, where he's uh, he's becoming insane. Well, he's been insane for a while now, but we see a lot more and more and more of it. Well, this past week, mm-hmm. um, Norman killed his mom. Oh, okay. So now we're pretty much getting to the end of that series, probably. Well, it's assu- you- it's assumed that she's dead, but. There's the possibility she's not. I kind of saw it coming because I mean they got they got a big name actress playing her, and there's no way she's going to stick around for years and years on a TV yeah. series when she's making good money doing movies. Buffalo Bucks. I mean she's got the Conjuring two coming out here right. in a few weeks, but um, 
You figured mother was going to die at some point, but how she was going to die, how long she was going to be around was always the question. And now if she really is dead, it kind of gives the show a new interesting twist as to Norman's still a teenage boy. Now he doesn't have his mom anymore. And we already know when Norman becomes in his 30s and 40s that he becomes very psychotic and he kills people that stay this whole time. So we'll see what happens. But more to come on that. Yes, and uh, as we close out here. Yeah, and uh, just to let you know, coming up, future episodes, we're going to have some movie specials coming up. We're going to do a special talking about our favorite coming-of-age movies because two of my personal favorites were released 30 years ago. Pretty in Pink? 1986, there was a couple of movies that came out, and uh, we're going to talk about some of those. That's going to be one topic. We'll also talk about some other movies released this summer in 1986, 30 years ago. And uh, coming up in a few weeks, too, X-Men Apocalypse releases May 27th. Yep. We'll talk about that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Friday, June 3rd. Oh, by the way, Stephen Emil, you are wrong. A hockey stick is a great weapon, much better than um, a bow and arrow. He, there was a feature ad. He is wrong. Good he call. deserves He deserves our scorn. I will take a hockey stick over a bow and arrow because a bow and arrow would always hurt me. Correct. That'll do it for the Hillcrest Duo. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. I am Brad Risto at Outsider Brad. And we'll see you next week.